Welcome to Don't Tell Momma, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't Tell Momma. are so excited that one of our fantastic guests from the past has returned to give us her two cents about today's topic. So let's welcome Estelle. Hi. Hello, you wonderful ladies. It's so good to be back. (laughs) We're so glad to have you back. I think the grudges episode was one of our most popular episodes to date. What can I say? I have no words. My cup runneth over. So yes, we're so excited to have you back. Today we're tackling a topic that really gets my panties in a wad. Like I really get fired up about this one. And we're going to talk about the good old boy system today. Uh, The worst. The absolute worst. Mm -hmm. And I think being from the South and being from a relatively close-knit, smaller area of the South, we have probably all experienced this on multiple levels. Sometimes maybe to our benefit, probably to our detriment as well. So Yes, indeed. Yes, yes for yes. sure. So we're going to talk about our experiences today and different ways it's come up in our lives and then maybe talk about how we should kind of face it in the future. But first, let's define the good old boy system. Is good, the good old boy system and nepotism the same thing? What do y'all think? I think it's different because nepotism usually refers to when a family member hires a family member or promotes a family member under uh, above another candidate for a job or for any other contractual work or anything like that which is also common in the south as well right Girl. very much so but i kind of think of the good old boy system as like this this club this club of older white dudes that get to kind of do whatever they want in the organization they're running. Yeah. Even though I think that the actual scope of that has changed over the years and Mm -hmm. it isn't just a bunch of older white guys (laughs) for sure. In some of these situations and some of the situations I've dealt with recently or in my recent past, but the original thing was like these old guys doing whatever the hell they wanted, basically. (laughs) I think it has to do I think it has the term good old boys club has to do with a time period before identification. Modern identification didn't really start until like 1902 and didn't get truly implemented until 1912 with birth birth certificates becoming standardized. You didn't really have any identification. So the only way these people could form networks is through fraternal societies like the Knights of Pythias, the, uh, in Biloxi, we had the Iroquois Club. And the Cleofin Club. That's uh-huh. another the one. The Cleofin Club is a good one. Now, Cleofin Club's different because it's a mix of men and women. So you have the, the Masons, the Elks mm-hmm. Lodge, the Moose Lodge, Knight, like I said, Knights of Pythias the Odd Fellows organization, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. 
so and what was all that all men so good old boys club good old boys club I recently had an experience so I I'd been teaching summer camps through um June July August and we just finished with our last camp kind of early August um midweek we actually had to change our location of this camp because there was a giant craft festival happening on the first um campgrounds and so we had to shift to a park that was further down the street and all of these little like public community spaces are owned by or are run by Ruritan clubs and Masonic lodges and those kinds of things so I literally to get permissions to like even open the bathroom on the park um, grounds I had to go through like three older generation white males (laughs) to get any permission to actually like use the grounds you know and I was like this is a community park this should be a stench I can just say we're doing this lovely you know community dance camp and um I should be you know easy should be easy to get this put on in my southern charm and my accent and I'm like I got this right and then three phone calls later completely different people I finally get the keys to (laughs) use the park so anyway got it done but very much a good old boy system Um, well that's how it is and mm -hmm. because they're all set up in hierarchical scales And that's what it seems to be. This is a, it's very middle-class bourgeoisie kind of thing where, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, there's a double-edged sword to it. You have a side of it where it's someone you know and you super respect this person you trust in their abilities Mm -hmm. and so you know that they're a good fit and then there's the other half of the sword that's they're your friend so you want them to get the job you 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 know you want to push for them and it's tough it's a fine line Mm -hmm. you know because in local government is an excellent indicator. For example, locally, a position had come up. Well, local government right now is struggling and they need fresh faces. Well, instead of hiring a younger person, they hired someone who was friends of someone at a higher rate as a favor and it's this it's this unspoken thing that keeps happening oh sorry I was just gonna ask so you think Estelle that um you were saying uh and Mandy let me know if you think the same so like see let's see so nepotism is like where you know this person but they have the skills and you're okay with doing it there's nothing no no nepotism is a family old blood collection collection (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like you know they're gonna hire their niece their nephew yes a a nephew a son-in-law somebody that's connected specifically in your own family family and good old boy system 
could doesn't be, matter. It could be yeah. a friend of a friend, but we're doing it for a favor to keep yes. this. Gotcha. This okay. is yes. closed society going, basically. Yes. Right. right. Closed society. That is excellent. That is an excellent word. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, and I can definitely say it's been most apparent for me in my dealings with employment over the years. I didn't notice it as bad because you know what, actually I'm kind of a part of a version of a good old boys club. And you know, where I grew up Mm -hmm. because as Estelle knows, a lot of people know my family in North Bay. (laughs) A lot of people know my family in Biloxi and we've talked about this (laughs) and you too, you too. And we come from, and we come from a line, me and Estelle both come from a line of very feisty, feisty women. Ladies that yes. uh people don't want to mess with no they don't want to get on their bad side for sure and it's been a help and a hindrance because it's made me extremely lazy mm. and <laughs> i will be candid i've known my boss our boss for 30 years her husband was my grandma and mother's boss at one point (laughs) so and how I got the job was the girl that took over after Mandy left and they needed a temp well I had told my grandma I said look if I don't have a job with a pension and insurance by January I'm moving I'm done and a couple of uh it's a madman world episodes later I get a call from our boss saying, hey, look, I need a temp. Would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, I might be moving in January. I could use some money because I was working at the casino. Mm. And the casino industry, you want to talk about boys club? Oh, the casino buddy. industry mm-hmm. is the boys club because it was a little bit of a frat boy culture, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Sometimes and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't because when you're a new person in the boys club, sometimes that doesn't work in corporate business. You're constantly shuffling. Mm -hmm. You're constantly moving departments into other departments and, and what have you. Well, my department got moved into marketing for some reason and makes no sense to me, but whatever. Um, And the guy that they hired, they called him Shrek. Well, he got hired in about January. Well, the pool deck is closed during the winter months, but the pool is still full and the hot tubs are full. Well, he thought since he was a manager, he could bring women up to the pool deck. Oh no. (laughs) Him, his assistant, and to... um, ladies that they picked up and these girls i can't attest to the quality of these girls but to the quality of the men that they picked up they had dubious taste Mm. and the security the casino security said um (laughs) what do you think you're doing well we're using the hot tub and what do you think you can do that he goes well uh uh i'm a manager that's not how this works. Get your stuff. Let's go. He got wrote up. The same guy. Now, I used to 
in in the Beauvage, they had the nightclub and I had to take care of the dancers. The girls couldn't take money from anybody's hand, couldn't do anything. Well, Shrek goes up to one of the girls and tries to hand her something. And I went up and I snatched it out of his hand. Girl, because you know me, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who your daddy is. I follow the rules because I don't want these girls to get hurt. Because people are stupid, especially mm -hmm. drunk men. Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. Dumb as a bag of hair. <laughs> people. And he are goes, stupid. Excuse me. And I said, Yeah, excuse you. He goes, do you not know who I am? I said, sir, I kindly don't care who you are. The girls can't take anything from anybody. And I don't care if you're the president of the United States. They can't take anything from your hand. It's illegal. And it is by the ABC laws. Yeah. People just think they can do whatever sometimes. Mm -hmm. For sure. And me and Katie actually were talking in our Southern Destination episodes we were talking about some awkward situations we've had while traveling with people thinking they could do whatever they want and mainly drunk men. Oh, they're the worst. Yes. I have definitely had several times where I was passed up for jobs and they literally would hire someone that was not in the field that I was applying for originally. So someone who had never yeah. worked in, let's just say a taco Education. stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone who never worked in education, just like, you know, just hired them or picking a coach over me to teach high school history happened a lot. I got That's passed over. Dumb. Yeah. They just need that their history. They need their history teacher to be a coach. And I'm like, never mind. My two, my two advisors went to Oxford. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> so that's something that happened many times. I just don't understand that sort of thing because what in the world makes a school think that a football coach is an adequate educator for anything mm -hmm. whether it's chemistry whether it's health whether it's history physical education maybe physical <laughs> education Girl, <laughs> we'll give on that one maybe so I definitely think that's another one. And now that we're, we're actually kind of bridging over to the next topic I thought about with the good old boy system was an education mm -hmm. for sure, uh, especially in closer yes. knit communities. I found it a lot when I worked at a school um, in a smaller community where they definitely favorited certain teachers, like they could get away with whatever they wanted. Without a doubt. Right. And God forbid, if you try to like push back on them and follow some rules or have some decorum or call Girl. them out or call them out. So we're going to piggyback on a story that I told in the grudges episode. So if you're, you haven't listened to the grudges episode, go back and listen to the grudges episode. So the boy that picked on me from sixth to 12th grade, I found out, we'll give you a little short version. I found out that the guy's father and the principal of the high school were friends in high school and all that. Well, I also found out that the principal 
was a football coach. So a football player who bullied other students was not punished by an ex-football coach because his, him and his daddy were buddies in high school and played football together. Boys club indeed. For sure. For sure. Another place I've seen the good old boy system is in like organizations and groups. I've definitely seen it, seen it there as well. I've seen it in rules that are sometimes they're enforced for some people. Sometimes they're not enforced for others. Well, example, politics. Ever since the, the recent world has been going on, I've been paying a little bit more to politics. And I don't know if I was too concerned with my poverty before to really understand that everything is boys club, all of it, including the political system that we are in. And whether, whether it's male or female, it is all boys club that is favor for favor. And when I worked at a local business, one, uh, the owner's uncle would come and visit all the time. And he said, yeah, I went to Ole Miss in the fifties. And I said, oh yeah, well, how was it up there? Ole Miss is a notorious boys club school in Mississippi. And I know some people that went to Ole Miss, they're perfectly lovely people, but depending on how middle-class you are, things happen. Anyway, he said that when he was graduating, a group of men came to him and said, look, we will take care of everything. We'll make sure you get elected. We'll make sure of everything. Everything you'll be taken care of down to the final thing. All you got to do is do what we say. And he said, uh, absolutely not. That's how well, you get owned. Mm -hmm. Well, the one that did take the deal stayed in office for over 40 years and uh, had to resign because he got a little too much flack for uh, lauding Strom Thurmond, the very notorious senator don't worry the episode isn't over we'll be right back after a short break we can fight against the system do you think there's any like toppling the system or should we just ignore it and live our lives i i no. feel like yeah i i agree no no we should not ignore it because the minute you ignore something is the minute it becomes worse mm -hmm. 
because if we don't pay attention to how our positions and whether it's just our community or local government or anything, we enact change. And if we start ignoring stuff and letting stuff slide, that's when we relinquish control of our world. Yeah, I've seen a really good quote where it says, the world won't be destroyed by bad people doing bad things. It'll be destroyed by good people doing nothing. Mm. And I just, and I think about it all the time. I think about it too in situations because I read a lot of historical fiction. So I read like, you know, read about, you know, the Holocaust and things like that. And I was like, I'm like, what would I have done if I was a random Dutch person? Like, would I hid people? Would I have hid people like in my basement? Like, would I have the bravery it's, to do that? And sometimes I don't think I I could. Like, I it's mean, hard. I would, it's a hard decision when you think about, especially say, and if I was in, living in the 1940s, I would probably have two kids. You know, it and, is it is a question of bravery mm-hmm. and courage because to Except the call of duty. I didn't mean to reference a video game, a Nintendo game. <laughs> but it's it's Joseph Campbell, it's Journey of the Hero to accept the call and stand up for what's right in a well-informed way. Yes. In a well-informed Do way. Do your research. Know all Do the sides research. of the story. Don't just go on Facebook because your aunt posted something. (laughs) Do your research. And if you want to topple the patriarchy, do it smartly because it's going to go on your permanent record if you don't. That's the truth. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing is forgotten now with social media. Like nothing is forgotten. You can yes. you can delete that post, but someone screenshotted it. I guarantee you, someone has screenshotted. hunters are coming for you. Yep, yep. <laughs> so at least at least with it, like the situation of like employment and stuff, and I think Estelle can attest to my personality on this. So if you deny me, I will be ten times better than that asshole you hired. Oh yeah, and whatever other job I get, and it's it's hard because. <laughs> You believe in yourself. But yeah, I just try to be, you know, the best I can be. And, you know, right. don't let the, the haters get you down, okay. basically. Especially if you have the ability to override or if you have the ability or the position in your career path to be able to make that choice and bring someone on your team or on, I don't know, on your workforce um, that has the skills you know, that actually has skills and experience and some, some yeah. um, motivation, you know, that's, that's something that people can do to. And if you do it. know the person, I'm sorry, if you do know the person and you know that they're qualified and you know that they would be a good fit, because that's a whole nother thing is making sure the person is a good fit for all the personalities. Because let me tell you, Mandy, our boss, and I are completely three different personalities. And, and not just different, extreme different. And we're like, if you put us different. in a triangle, we'd be the furthest points from each other for sure. <laughs> yes. 
and not an equilateral triangle either. <laughs> yeah, more like an obtuse one, maybe. Obtuse. Wow, wow. One's way at one point. Me and Jane are kind of together because we're both <laughs> pseudo hoarders. Well, uh, <laughs> because we we both know we are and we both recognize it and we both chat about it constantly because we're trying to help each other by talking it out. Uh, <laughs> but um, but when you are somebody who hires at a job, you have to make sure you're doing your best to make your team work. Right. Because if you don't hire somebody that works well with your team, women are not excluded from the good old boy system. No, no they that's are not. Say. <laughs> women it are is. not. And because nobody is. We right. are all because that's that goes back to what I was saying because the double-edged sword mm -hmm. we all want our friends to succeed right. now there's a way to do it positively and a way to do it negatively I have a friend that worked with Mandy and I and she went through a very bad time well Mandy and I both coached her a lot she applied for a job, a better job at another group, and she got a management position. And it's a good job. And we coached her and coached her and coached her. And that's a way to be, want your friends to succeed and, and do it like that instead of saying, oh, I'll get you a job at my place. Because no, I'm in the good that. with people. Exactly. Let them find their own stuff enact some positivity in their life and try to make it better that way, mm -hmm. you know, instead mm -hmm. of just giving them a handout, because if you give somebody a handout, they're not going to appreciate it. And I'll be honest with you. I've got many handouts and I've appreciated all of them because mm -hmm. girl, that's less work than I had to do. I like low hanging fruit. But yeah, I definitely think that's a good point. Like I said, it's, there's a difference between encouraging, fostering talent yes. and giving good career advice or giving good advice versus just giving someone something. Mm -hmm. So it, instead of me and Estelle being like, oh, so-and-so is about to retire. Let's get, let's, let's get you on now. Like, yeah. So instead of doing that attitude, we're like, okay, so what can we do? To like improve your skills and all that instead exactly and that's, and that's definitely one way to especially i think in the workforce or with hiring that's definitely a good way to kind of combat the good old boy system mm -hmm. and she was young she she needed this she step needed up. this change and this step up because she was able to prove to herself that she could try and win Okay, that just like that old story, teach a man to fish, you feed him forever. Give a man a fish, you only feed him for a day. So Katie, is there a lot of the good old boy system in the arts world, in your dance sphere of the world that uh, you've experienced? 
Yeah, I actually do think there is. There's a lot. It's um, it's a really tight knit culture um, in the dance world. And it's big if you're in it. But the dance world in general is pretty small. So it it makes a difference who you know, not necessarily what you know. But I do remember one specific moment when I was auditioning directly out of college. I was fresh, real fresh, like at my peak, you know, abilities, um, really strong, uh, really hot. You know, everyone's real hot in college. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I was, you know, I was like at the peak of my (laughs) performance. (laughs) Estelle's dabbing over here. I know, right? (laughs) So I went and auditioned for Disney and I remember going to the audition and just being like, okay, you know, giving the room a good up and down look, scanning, like, okay, who's my competition here? And then you see this little corner in the audition sector in the room of these really polished looking people. And I went, they don't look like people who have, you know, straight off the street, just auditioning for this. They look like people who, hmm, they must work in this industry already. Like they looked the part. Audition happens. Everything's good. Like I'm getting it all down. I'm doing the best I can standing in front, you know, trying to like uh, be seen. And I don't think I was looked at once. And I think it's because it's because that tight little pod over in the corner had been working for Disney already and they were just re-auditioning to make things fair, right? So it was like this idea that they just cycle through the ones they know, you know, and then weed in so-and-so's best friend who, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that whole system, that whole system. That's how they do it. That's mm-hmm. how even the showgirls in Las Vegas, that's how yes. they did it. Yes. Because you had to retry every year. Mm-hmm. I in the ice skating shows that I worked with at the uh, casino during Christmas time, same thing. You had to retry every year, and I'm wondering if it's like in in the dance world because there was a lot of you know how they talk about Valentine dancer, the Martha Graham line, and the Valentine and uh, Twyla Tharp and Michael Kidd and following certain choreographers right Mm -hmm. if you you know were you a Catherine Dunham dancer were you you know who did who trained you you know yeah I'd say yes Mm -hmm. I'd say yes I've seen it I've seen it I think they did you a favor though who wants to work for Disney so true dancing in like humidity no no thank you but girl Nobody yeah. wants to do drag in June in Florida. Oh, hell no. The uh, the uh, the ecosystem is the same in at the collegiate level as well too. So yeah. that's what I that's what I kind of saw. But I feel like if you're um, a woman and a professor at a college, that's also mm-hmm. a a higher oh, yeah. or like a I don't know what to call it, but like um, it's it's a woman eat woman world at the university level you know hello did you not see working girl with sigourney weaver oh my gosh ford and melanie griffith yeah Mm -hmm. it's a that i know it's a movie but it's one of the best (laughs) 80 movies 
That's why I chose uh, not to get my uh, PhD in history because, well, I graduate my master's degree in 2008, which is the worst time in history to graduate with a liberal arts hello. degree. Bubble yes. burst. Bubble burst. <laughs> so I knew it was a hard uphill battle anyway, but that made it impossible. That made it like yeah. Sparta, you know? So I was like, nope, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm just not going to, you know, fight that good fight. <laughs> and I think mm -hmm. it was probably a good sound financial situation as well. <laughs> Why do you think I'm not in New York right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to live in New York? Oh. <laughs> That's not been one of my dreams for sure. Yeah. That like, go like live in the big apple. No, yeah. I've been to New York. New York's fun to visit, but no. Yes. Yeah. Living in a small town, you see how concentrated the boys club is. Well, could you imagine the boys, the boys club? on a level of, let's say, Atlanta, mm. Dallas, Birmingham, Nashville, Memphis. Could you imagine living in that? Oh, oh, I couldn't imagine. I know, because at I, least here, you have the chance of one of those good old boys being your friends from your dad, from their t-ball coaching days, or being a cousin, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, you have no hope fighting, fighting that good fight to become like a public you know like a public servant or an off you know work for exactly. any kind of mm -hmm. of those systems for sure for sure so definitely to recap as we are closing down this episode so i think we definitely should fight the good old boy system but we should do it in a smart way not just calling people out on social media not knowing yes. all the facts mm -hmm. not knowing the whole side of the story and then exactly. also in the like employee world you know acknowledge how you could be involved yourself in the good old boy system. If you're in a position of hiring people or being a person on a hiring committee and instead mm -hmm. take your time to mentor and foster talent and encourage talent so they can become deserving of those roles yeah. that they want to apply for yes. and be a part of breaking that pattern, the corrupt toxic pattern, you know, of just bringing in so-and-so's friend. So Exactly. Bring them in because they're talented and worthy. Yes. And not because they're your nephew and they can't do a damn thing. For sure. For sure. So Estelle, can all of our listeners still find you in the same place on Instagram? Yep. On Instagram at Estelle underscore the underscore salty. Mm -hmm. And I know you're still doing bingo. And aren't you doing a few other things now? Yes, I am the MC at Sips in downtown Gulfport, Mississippi. I am the MC for the first of the month show with Tony D, nice. oldest living drag queen in captivity. <laughs> that sounds like that a is, blast. That is the name that she has, the moniker that she has created for herself. Beautiful. That's wonderful. So, so thank you again for coming on today. And this is a great episode. Thank y'all. It is so wonderful to be with you ladies. I can't wait to come back. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> anytime, anytime. <laughs> and send Leah my love. Oh, will do. For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcast. 
can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 